0: Skinner, Absolute radio. Guess what? I'm not Frank Skinner. I'm sick of living a lie. I'm going to come clean for once and for good. I'm Emily Dean. I'm standing in for Frank this morning because he's indisposed. I think it's the Black Death. I'm not sure what it is. No, I, I actually think he's had that norephron virus thing. So we love you, Frank, and we wish you well. But Alan Cochrane. is is also, I don't know if he's indisposed, I think he's on tour in Afghanistan with Jane <laughs> McDonald, was what I last heard. But I do have two rather handsome replacements this morning. Ooh. I have Steve Hall. Hello. And I have Matt Ford. Good morning. Good morning boys. Can I say hello boys? Yes. (laughs) I don't know if Kirsty Walk starts her interviews like that.
1: It's a sort of Eva Herzogova kind of tribute. Hello boys.
0: It feels a bit like you know when they have an episode of Dallas and the entire cast is just replaced overnight without explanation. That's kind of what's happened this morning.
1: This is officially the the best spoken this show would have been done in many years.
0: I won't have you say that about Birmingham's. <laughs> How
1: dare you? It's more the Cochrane. It's more the Huddersfield thing. Yes, this is true. Or the Murfield thing.
0: But I have to say, Steve, you have had a sighting of Frank. This I, week. I have.
1: I have seen Frank. I can confirm that he is alive.
0: I well, was uh, making him sound like John Darwin Canoe Man here, but no, we're not suggesting he's lying. He is. He well, is it, ill. It's but... just
1: convenient that you know a vacancy opens up for Pope and yeah. one of Britain's <laughs> more popular Catholics. <laughs> I think he's working on his CV. That's my my theory. <laughs> no, we were we were wandering into our shared management company. The delightful.
0: Oh, at the same time,
1: uh, I, he was he was leaving, and I was arriving, uh, and so I was walking down the road near him. And mm. he, I'll be honest, he did look a bit peaky. <laughs> did he? Uh, and I thought that that might just because he's fifty six. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: his back's hardly been turned.
1: <laughs> uh, but he had that he had that troubled look. When someone Ooh. walks down the street, the troubled look, but it's a, it's a just look. Just
0: Matt, FYI, he often has the troubled look, but oh, we I, like have, it. I
1: see the troubled
2: look, yeah. I often give money to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I start to feel bad. But it's the troubled look, particularly the troubled look of someone leaving our mutual management agency. <laughs> it's a troubled look of someone who's just seen an Edinburgh budget or something. It's, it's the look, that, that troubled look that usually says, what has Stuart Lee said this time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was just about to say hello to him. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. And then uh, I realised at the last possible second that he was wearing headphones. Uh, and so I like,
0: this has all gone a bit. When were you when Kennedy was shot? <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying this.
1: And uh, uh, yeah, at the last possible second. So I just I went, all right, Frank. Uh, oh, I thought that's that was, nice. Yeah. Was it?
0: What did he say? He,
1: he didn't notice because he had headphones in. Uh, that's the most so mortifying thing yeah. I've
0: ever heard but in
1: I, my life. I did it a bit too late and I realised, because he looked a bit troubled, he thought, if I grab his arm, it's, it's going to look like a, a low level mugging.
0: It's a bit ABH, and, uh, that, and
1: I find. When I'd arrived at Ladbroke Grove Tube, I, I, for those who don't know what I look like, I'm a spectacled man of Semitic extraction with a beard. Uh, and when I when I passed through Ladbroke Grove, someone went, all right, David, where's Frank? <gasps> wow. And so I'd worried, that was playing in that my... That was head. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'd worried that if I stopped Frank, he might go, all right, Dave, you look well.
0: That's horrible, though. When you run into someone... And they don't recognize you. That happened to me with Gok Kwan once. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it Which way would it went. he really say, I only know you naked? Is that
0: <laughs> How dare you? Um, I was in a private members club and I Ooh. said, Gawk. And the difficulty with that is you can't pretend you meant to say someone else because obviously there's only one Gok Kwan, as I believe they shout on certain terraces <laughs> the world over. Um, and he just, he sort of, I said, Gok. And then he sort of blanked me. It was awful. Oh,
2: dear.
0: Yeah. So, I, you know what, guys, I, I'm not going to lie, I felt broken.
2: Well, <laughs> in a situation like that, it's all about the confidence.
0: <laughs> More Got Kwan in a bit.
3: Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio.
0: Absolute Radio. This is Emily Dean standing in for Frank, and I have Matt Ford and Steve Hall in the studio with me. All right. There's already been a bit of love blossoming this morning because Matt Ford whoa, said don't of you don't Adrian dare. Hyatt, Adrian Hyatt, the newsreader, walked in. And whoa, Ford, whoa, whoa, ref! Matt Ford said, "Nice looking lad." <laughs> That's a bit of clean living.
2: Uh, he looks like the man who takes the Guardian. I'm guessing uh, watches a lot of Four O D and would wear flip flops to um, a local supermarket. Doesn't eat at chain restaurants.
0: There you go. <laughs> That's Hyatt in a nutshell.
1: You had me at Four O D.
0: He just looks like a nice guy, with nice opinions. Well, let's we'll let you know how that one plays out. Um, I was rather obsessed by a news story this week, boys. Mm. I'm enjoying this boys thing. Um, it featured Ken Barlow. Are you familiar with his work?
2: I certainly am, yeah.
0: He's actually called William Roach, but he's one of those people who's forever destined to be just known by his character's <laughs> name. Like Boone, do you remember him? Michael, Michael L- Elphick!
2: Yeah. Quality, with Neil Morrissey. It was filmed in Nottingham. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's a
1: lot you know, of stats. W- it was a wonderful series. In Mr. fact, I- Mr. Matt Ford Nottingham is very close to his heart. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. I
2: played Knock a Door Run on Michael Elphick's trailer when he filmed at a windmill. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> oh, it got really annoyed
1: at me. It was, I like the, the windmill details important. Come yeah. on. Knock a Door Run, right, it's acceptable elsewhere, but not in a windmill. That, that could take your head off. If I, if I stick my head out of the door and that windmill takes my head off.
0: It is a bit like... Uh, Tosh lines in the bill as well. Oh, that was that tosh. was very sad. He passed away sadly, and <laughs> the sun. Did I sound sincere? I hope so. The sun ran a headline. Wasn't it something like "Tara Tosh" or something very disrespectful? He had. A, he had a name. Give the man a name. Anyway, Ken Barlow. Yeah. I'm still calling him Ken Barlow.
1: As above, so Barlow.
0: He, yes. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you work with comics. Yeah. Not that I'm suggesting Alan and Frank aren't comics. <laughs> <laughs> um... Ken Barlow has dumped his girlfriend. <laughs> no, <Nothing. laughs> oh,
2: she was too good for him anyway. Let's let's say it like it is.
0: Well, Matt, she was no Adrian Hyatt. Let's <laughs>
2: <play>. <laughs> yeah, but she was way better than him. I don't. I'll I'll put this on the record now. Go on. Bill Roach
1: is not my cup of tea.
0: Oh, there you go. He, he's. Uh, he's well, not, it's, it's remarkable, I don't, I don't isn't it? Because,
1: because Bill Roach is eighty years old, and yeah. that, that is that's a brave age at which. Well, to this... how do you dump someone when you're eighty? Yeah, but he's a roach. I mean, he if live for years and
2: survive you, a nuclear I think holocaust. I what you do is
0: maybe you, they steal the keys to your mobility <laughs> scooter is what happens. But I, I do think it's kind of an undignified thing to do when you're 80. I don't think you can dump people when you're 80. I don't even think you can have a girlfriend when you're 80. <laughs> I think you can only have a girlfriend if you wear a hoodie and you text people smiley emoticons. <laughs> That's girlfriend.
1: Well, it's, if, you're, if you're 80, you don't really you don't dump anyone or anything. If, you're, if you, you don't dump someone, you accidentally drop them. They slip out of your hand and then you feel slightly embarrassed. I can't believe this. Ouch. 80s, the new seventy, for God's sake.
0: Um, when, I was wondering if he, he
1: should have like a campaign a bit like Don't Hassle the Hoff. Uh, yes. I'm going to start a campaign, Don't Reproach the Roach. <laughs> Don't Bill the Roach. <laughs> nice. He will not pay for dinner. <laughs> he,
0: yeah, um, the oddest thing about it, he also, did you read his reasons for the split? He said, and I've heard some excuses in my time. No, I really have, Matt, had some excuses in my time. Really? But he said... Um, I want to concentrate on my spiritual path. I don't like the sound of his spiritual path. I think he could be a bit of a filthy creep.
1: Yeah, well, again, at at his age, I hope his spiritual path is appropriately gritted in the cold weather.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope he has those snow chains on his boots.
1: Well, it said, uh, the quote I read was that he said he wanted, he told her that he wanted to explore a mystic message of love, Mm. which I imagine that her next response was, I'm not into that, that's disgusting.
0: (laughs) Whenever someone splits up with you and uses the phrase, I want to explore, <laughs> that's never generally a yeah, good sign. It's only
1: appropriate for Sir Ranulph Fiennes yeah. and no-one else.
0: <laughs> she said also, she said, um, we always knew 2012 would be a big year for him. I don't know what that meant. That was to do with the, the mystic message of love or something like that.
1: that was the, Maybe that was what the Mayan calendar was actually predicting. <laughs> <laughs> the 21st of December, 2012, Bill Roach is going out in search of some tail. <laughs>
3: Frank Skinner, Absolute
0: Radio Have we heard from the outside world? Uh, Oh, Frank says that, makes me miss him
1: Oh, (laughs) we barely even knew him
0: That was an (laughs) awkward (laughs) silence You both took that a bit personally and I'm sorry for that
1: It's okay, we have indeed heard from the outside world Amanda Taunton uh, has emailed Has Frank got the man flu? Uh, Men are such wimps when they have the man flu Chin up Kath, two kids in the house for a couple of days Oh. So there's a, a message of support.
0: She's suggesting that Frank is somehow juvenile as well, as well <laughs> as Baby Buzz. Uh,
1: and meanwhile, we've had a text from uh, from 534 mm-hmm. uh, who said... Uh, does, ex-
0: does Matt know? I don't
1: think Matt knows, yes. I was. Can I was, I was, you was, tell I, Matt? Basically, because sometimes people don't... They, they neglect to put their name sometimes, okay. uh, and so obviously we can't read out... Uh, their full phone number. Sure, sure. They used to. Apparently there were a few problems. Uh, <laughs> Daffy. So, so we just
4: <laughs> So we just
1: refer to them by their final three numbers. Okay. Yes. It's a bit like it's a bit like the film Scum. Oh. <laughs> 4737 seven Carling sir. Yeah.
0: It's a whole prisoner thing we've got going yeah. on here.
1: Well, that's quite nice. Mm. So uh, five three four has uh, texted <laughs> it in. V excited to wake up to Emily's N W tones. And, uh, I wasn't entirely. Oh, I, I presume wait, that's North London. West? Your your postcode. I, I didn't. I did wonder if it meant nice wedges.
4: Oh, <laughs> just <laughs> like, a
1: compliment thank on you your much. shoes. But she, I'll uh, take the compliment. Five three four continues. I'm anticipating swathes of the uh, of the male population to be decried as filthy creeps forthwith.
0: Yes, they will be. <laughs> why? Listening. Why?
2: Why would they be called filthy
0: creeps? Because that's my catchphrase, Matt.
2: What about men? Yes, in general.
0: <laughs> no one warned me that you
2: were this sort of person.
0: Well, I am this sort of person, and you've been off after our newsreader. So <laughs> I've been on the high horse. These are horrible lies. <laughs> I called him right. Yes. He's a nice-looking lad. He is. <laughs> we were talking about uh, about pensioners. Earlier on, weren't we? Indeed, we were talking about uh, Ken Barlow, and he's not the only pensioner that's been in the news. Yeah,
2: but you can't call Helen Miller a uh, pensioner.
0: Oh, okay. Why well, can't I? She's can I
2: elevated. Like she's she's of different stock. Was she t- was she sixty seven? So she's uh, she's sort of ageless, isn't she? She's just sort <laughs> of <laughs> mm. eternal woman.
0: But she's dyed her hair pink, hasn't she?
2: And good for her. Oh, okay. whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, oh, yeah, whoa, yeah, 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 uh,
0: yeah. Don't you? Touch Did you Mary? like it? It was a little bit sort of. You know, I might have been intimate with Russell Brand. That kind of hair color, isn't you it? You know what?
2: I I hope she has. Oh, I've okay. got a real thing. I sort of. I really <laughs> hope that they have because I think there's such a powerful message there mm, about okay. about people and and
1: personality. I got I got quite because she looks great. It's a tricky thing. I think she looks very nice. She does, at the same time, look a little bit like the old toilet roll holder at my nan's house. <laughs> That's out oh, of order, mate. Oh, Helen. It was the dress The dress one. at the BAFTAs. It was a big, p- puffy white dress and then the pink hair. Yes. But I got confused on the coverage of the BAFTAs. All I heard was Helen Mirren,
0: uh, uh, pink
1: hair, red carpet. And I thought she hasn't dyed that as well, actually.
0: <laughs> She said that she'd been inspired by a contestant on America's Next Top Model. But I was surprised that was her viewing choice, because I thought she'd be a bit more Hetty Wainthrop Investigates, if I'm honest. She's a modern woman, Helen Mirren. Or Rosemary and Time, maybe.
1: She watches all sorts. She'll be watching Soccer Saturday.
0: Oh, I'd love the idea of Helen with you a should, bit of soccer Saturday. You should see her
1: in the film Shadow Boxer with Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> Gets it on with Cuba Gooding Jr. in the film Shadow Boxer. <laughs> Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren and Ch- Cuba Gooding Jr. Will
2: be attractive until the day she dies. Even if she dies at 150. <laughs> wow.
1: Well, that is a big call. <laughs> that is a big call for the cover of FHM. <laughs> absolute, absolute,
3: Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
0: I think it's time, Matt and Steve, mm-hmm. to visit one of my favourite places. <laughs> oh, are you familiar with this, Matt? It is. Oh,
2: it sounds like a song of the Darkness's second album.
0: It's lovely. <laughs> Do you know? You're right.
2: It there, was some there work. Is, there I is did. damning with faint <laughs> praise. <laughs> yeah. It was a great
0: album. Who wants to kick off email corner? I'm, no, I'm going to choose. Oh. I choose Matt. Oh, and this is—I've got an email here from someone called Matt, and it starts with "says, dear it's Frank." An extraordinary coincidence. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, but it's, this is Matt in Toronto, not me. Oh, okay. Um, it says, "Dear Frank, Emily and Alan says so uh, alienated." 66 oh, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> as a podcast listener, I've heard Frank's view of our current England manager as a cultured and philosophical sage. I wanted to add some supporting evidence that came to me this week. I was on the phone to my mum in London. She was telling me about a trip to the Royal Opera House on Monday to see Tchaikovsky's Eugene Wongin, who was sitting there owl-like a few rows back from mum, but the great man himself. This impressed me, not least that my mum recognised him, but that our national coach is indeed a man of culture This surely
1: bodes well for the future. That is
2: all. Matt in Toronto.
0: Well, that's I nice. have to say, that's a superb sighting.
1: That's delightful. Matt in Toronto will be furious. I th- technically, it would be Eugene Onegin. But, but, <laughs> oh, um, Eugene Onegin. Eugene <laughs> got more of a, a, That is a brilliant... We, we need to write an opera called Eugene <laughs> Onegin. <laughs> About a guy who gets
2: loaned on the last day of the transfer window. <laughs> yeah. And Eugene Onegin comes into Queen's Park Rangers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that almost sounded like your, your impression. I'm going to oh, interrupt, email corner. Oh, dear. Just to reveal, so. I can exclusively reveal, Matt did something this, something this morning which, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, gave me stirrings. <laughs> <laughs> he did an impression of George Galloway. And not only is it good, but it's slightly alluring. Would you agree, Steve? Oh, it's, it's fabulous. Yeah. It's,
2: it's Could we brilliant. have a
0: little burst, please? W-
2: would you like me to say anything just, in particular? Just about? say...
0: Oh that bit when he says the word traduced I love it when you do that. You
2: traduced my name <laughs> on the international stage. You presumed me to be guilty before you brought me here. And Matasettio Matt in Toronto <laughs> <laughs> and and those of you and, and your ilk that hold these prejudices
1: against people with different creeds. Well, that was going somewhere was, very bad. Because no. you, um, you interviewed George Galloway. Uh, Matt, did you really? Matt runs, a, Matt yeah, runs yeah. A, 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 a live night in which he introduces, uh, he interviews uh, various political figures. You just figures. wanted to say
0: traduces again, I didn't did.
1: you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. It's called The Political Party. So I do, like,
2: topical stand-up in the first half, and then I interview a political heavyweight in the second half, and I had George Galloway do the first show, and I got to know him because we both do, did shows on Talk Sport together, and oh, I yeah. asked him, because of his age and because he's so left-wing, I said, oh, George... Um, And I'm quite new labour. I said to him, oh, have you drifted right in your old age? Mm. He said, no, I haven't, but you've drifted right since the last time I saw you. And that was a week last Wednesday. (laughs) Oh,
0: oh, he's quick, that Galloway. He was amazing. uh,
1: Did you talk about Big Brother
2: with him in the interview? No, I didn't. No, I I didn't think there was much to say about Big Brother. He he was very keen to talk about Iraq, but, uh, you know, it's not really comedy gold. So I I sort of moved it to lighter. Not many laughs in Iraq, I hear. Moved it to lighter subjects. But he was fascinating. And he's got a lovely there is something Ebenezer Scrooge left those. he could read we anything we need couldn't to
1: get you doing that voice doing Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> <laughs> that would be the audiobook hit of the year the story of George Galloway's beard
0: <laughs> I'm happy to listen to it all morning frankly Absolute Absolute, absolute. Radio Frank Skinner
3: on Absolute Radio uh, staying
1: in email corner. Uh, we've had an email from a very angry... Can I say
0: that was so elegantly done? <laughs> you would never have known it wasn't the jingle.
1: <laughs> As you were. Do we save PRS fees? I don't know if you, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you do or not. Uh, we've had a very angry email from Lenny from the block, um, who slightly blunts his eye with a pun, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Lenny has asked the question, why do people in office situations run briefly and marginally faster than walking uh, when late for meetings and or retrieving paperwork from desk or printer? Same run is seen when a taxi is flagged down and people do the jog in disgusted inverted commas in his email there Uh, the jog for a couple of seconds en route to jumping in he then follows up with pointless token gesture garbage (laughs) 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 he's really ramped up the the righteous indignation for the final bit of that that email I like
0: that his payoff I've just seen is that That be be it? it excellent I have to say I feel Lenny's pain though I hate it when people run in offices because I don't know if you know Matt but I when I'm not doing this um, I work in fashion and there's a lot of running around in offices in five and a half inch heels and they're always running down and it's always things like why are you running? You're not a surgeon (laughs) Surgeons are the only people that (laughs) are allowed to run on the job but you say, why well, are you running? But they'd
1: be it's- running with scissors, wouldn't they,
2: surgeons?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true.
1: But yeah, lots, you know, very skinny models in high heels. There's a lot of broken ah. boats. It's a potential death trap. But that's it's not strange. running; that's tottering. Yes, and t- that
2: that, that <laughs> that's different. Running. See, the thing is, what, the the running is is a is an important gesture because it says, I know, I know you, I know I'm late. Mm. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just showing you that I think this meeting is important, even though I am late.
0: But it's never a meeting. It's always, oh, just seeing a flucasta. Wanted to have lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Will or, it, I was picking this up from the printer. Who? It, or, Lucaster. <laughs> You're going to have to get used to my world, Matt. Is that
2: someone's first name, or is that Louis Castor?
0: No, that is someone's first name. These are the kind of people Lou I know. Lou Yes, it's, it's a name. What? It, it <laughs> sounds, it
1: sounds like, like where there'd be a regional horse meet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was running in the 3.45 <laughs> at Lou caster. <laughs> Sounds like a fictional town from a northern radio 4 comedy. <laughs> well, you
1: know I, I, I feel it's quite sweet when they uh, when they run because it's like it's like they're panicking a bit. It's like their feet have a panic attack, yes, and that's the only bit of their body, and so they end up it's like an inadvertent Bruce Forsyth tribute act.
0: They do a little dance. <laughs> We're not going to get a better description than that, I don't think This
3: is Frank Skinner
0: absolutely. We're still in email corner. We We're are. not going anywhere.
1: We've, we've started squatting in email corner. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not, not like that.
0: That's <laughs> a very nice image.
1: <laughs> uh, we've had an email from Dave from Murfield, which is indeed the hometown of the Cockerel, as he correctly points out, and he's written, uh, Dear Frank the Cockerel and Emma, Emily, uh, I was just reading an article regarding the upcoming new series of The Voice on BBC One. I love
0: The Voice. I'm just putting that out, there. I love the voice.
1: Good, are you a fan of the I voice? I loved the voice.
0: Oh. I
2: no longer love the voice. What
0: happened, Matt?
2: Round two. Was there
0: a voice-based incident <laughs> in I your life?
2: Was, I thought it was good when they couldn't see them. Mm. And I don't like that Irish bloke. In fact, you know what? I never loved it. I, if I'm <laughs> going to be honest, I don't know why I was ever going out with it in the first place. <laughs>
0: when you talk about the <laughs> Irish I, I thing. thought it was fit,
2: and it, uh, it wasn't. Oh,
0: do, do you mean the man that they basically found in a pub? Uh, five he's a
2: pretending to have a personality. He's
0: just doing an impression of a person.
2: Wow. wow. I mean, that's really bad, isn't it? Yeah. People are looking at me shocked. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I'm sure, you know, he pays his taxes and he's nice to his grandma. But there's something... He just doesn't tickle me in the way that other people do. Like he- old Hyatt, I He <laughs>
1: <laughs> doesn't grab me. Okay. Well, well, I've picked the wrong email to read out. Then, if, if you if you're not a fan of the voice, but um, uh, uh, he's, uh, he he mentions the Irish bloke in his email, but I'll cut to the chase. He, he says he's the,
0: always the Irish bloke. No one ever names him. No one knows his name. I'm not sure what he does. Well, he's the Irish bloke, isn't he? But wasn't he in Billy Elliot? No, that was that's someone else. That was another Irish bloke. Anyway, Steve,
1: <laughs> the Irish bloke sounds like it's a tribute band. There was a band called Bloke.
0: <laughs> and then
1: the Irish bloke. <laughs> Uh, he's, he, uh, anyway, Dave from Murfield writes, the reason why I'm emailing is the article uh, goes on to say, he'd been reading an article about The Voice, and he said it goes on to say that rumoured to be appearing in the new series is none other than Cleo Higgins of girl group Cleopatra.
0: What, coming at you? Uh,
1: now, we discussed this on the show when I was on Ooh. a few weeks ago, uh, Matt, and uh, we'd been very worried. Frank was particularly worried, uh, as Dave points out, what had happened to Cleopatra, mm. uh, and he requested that readers contact them if we knew of their whereabouts.
0: Oh, that's we good. We should say that's Frank calls our listeners readers. <laughs> that's nice. Why he does this, I don't know. Traditional. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm
2: glad Cleopatra have been found. I like so the way they speak. So, you, there was was that the one where one of the girls would always sort of say, Come me with the Meg Slam Flex? I always wondered if she talked like that all the time. Go into the shops for some milk.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's good news <laughs> to milk hear best. This. <laughs>
1: I like the fact that they're thinking, you know, obviously coming at you is the thing that was remembered, yes. which could also have rhymed with Thatcher. So that could have been an <laughs> early Tory <laughs> manifesto in '97. Margaret Thatcher, a coming at you.
0: I also like that one of them is obviously called Cleo. So does that mean one of them is called Pat? Pat which is a little yeah, bit yeah, Coronation yeah. Street, isn't it? That's well, not a very ex- rock star yeah, name.
1: Cleo's, her full name is uh, Cleopatra Madonna Higgins. Which, again sort of it
0: the front door that <laughs> so, is not that her is name her.
1: and Cleo Higgins is dangerously close to my porn star name my, por- <laughs> my, my porn star name is Coco Higgins Oh my God Steve's so Steve's got Stephen sleazy. Hall are coming at you
2: so she was named after an ancient God uh, pop star and a snooker player yeah
1: she was born in 1982 when when um, Higgins was at his was in his pomp as
3: well. <laughs>
0: listening to frank skinner on absolute radio well well no you're not Oh, contraire you're listening to emily dean and i'm standing in for frank skinner on absolute radio i'm joined by matt ford and steve hall
1: uh, and we have indeed received a text uh, from will 587 uh, who uh, will writes just finished putting shoes on a horse now in my van to hear your three funny voices making me laugh after a st- stressful week
0: it doesn't so, sound very stressful. No. All he has to do is put a couple of shoes on yeah, a horse. Yeah.
1: Well, he hasn't said that they're horseshoes. Exactly. <laughs> ah, this what is He's a sick man. Uh, now, well, that's why it's so stressful. Putting you, Have you ever tried to, trying to put Doc Martens on a pony? It's, it's a tricky. hideous
2: <laughs> bestiality version of Cinderella, and this pervert's texting us while he's doing it. We've we learned quite a few
1: things about Will in that one text. We've learned <laughs> that he he
2: has we've a horse. We've learned his
0: prisoner name five four
1: seven. He's got a horse and a van. Mm. Uh, so he may be in the butchery trade, quite oh possibly. Dear, 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 dear.
2: dear. Well,
0: thank you very much for contacting the show. I'm I'm sorry we've been so unpleasant about you. <laughs>
2: Where there's a will, there's a nay.
0: Uh,
2: oh,
1: oh, fabulous!
0: You see, fabulous. This is End the happens. show now, End the
1: show now, two hours of dead air. This is what happens that. when you work with proper comics. <laughs>
0: um, never that's mind can, all that. That could be
1: the, that could be your catchphrase. That, whenever that could
0: be them. my P45. That's another story. <laughs> Um, I'd like to talk... We've been talking about pensioners behaving badly. Mm -hmm. Helen Mirren, Ken Barlow. What about the Pope? Um, (laughs) The Pope has walked, I have to say. (laughs) I feel terrible discussing this story. It's taken a long
2: time to do that.
0: Well, Frank's indisposed. (laughs) But this was Frank's big moment. His holiness has resigned, and Frank's not here to discuss it. So we have to be respectful about this. (laughs) But we don't have a Catholic on board. Well, we do.
1: I'm I'm a a confused mix. Uh, I am racially (laughs) racially Jewish, uh, Mm. but I was baptised and raised Roman Catholic. Really? So I'm pr- pretty much halfway between Badil and Skinner. <laughs> In that respect.
0: Not and the first, I'm sure. But let's not go down that memory lane.
1: The 90s were a great time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? Oh well, then we don't have to call the Vatican. I was yeah. worried they might charge us. I thought it might be <laughs> an, one of those 0898 numbers.
1: Well, it's sort of because I don't uh, I, I don't consider myself religious anymore. But it's a bit like a footballer uh, not celebrating when they score against their old club.
0: Right, OK. But hearing okay.
1: him, I feel like I can't be too disrespectful. Yeah, no. you can. He's not going to do anything, is he? Well, he, he's, you know, oh, the, dear, G- the gaffer, from the you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, the gaffer did well. He cared, about the, he cared about the team, but, you know, if the results aren't there, you know, he's done the right thing and he's moved on.
2: It was. I mean, he was, in, in football, it was like Alex McLeish. His departure was on the cards from day one. He was never going <laughs> to stay. It was he like
0: was, Alex McLeish. He was too old when he came <laughs> the into the job. <laughs> also, whilst we're using the football analogy in relation to the Pope, can I say, boys, yeah. I noticed, I'm a big fan of the Pope's fashion. We'll get onto the red shoes in a minute. Ooh. But he had a white zip-up anorak over these sort of cardinal robes, which okay. is a little bit Arsene Wenger. You know how they'll wear an anorak over the suit, Ooh, over yeah, the formal like a clothes? jacket. Yes! <laughs> oh, I was a big fan of that. Well, it's, always it the, it's
1: always the tricky thing that for a religion that is traditionally fairly against gay people. They don't have to dress fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is now they've got
2: to find a new one, but in the meantime they're going to have to get a supply preacher.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just to cover the gap. Absolutely. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
0: We're talking about the Pope here Mm. on Absolute Radio. He's walked. There's no easy way of saying it. (laughs) He's talked. Yes. Well, let's hope he hasn't (laughs) talked. Um, I'm rather sad. I was fond of old... Was it Benedict? Yeah. I think that was his name. Um, And we're discussing who might be stepping into his little red shoes. Uh, Daisy the producer was saying earlier She'll often come out with a little bit of a controversial opinion Uh, She said 77, that's a bit old to take on a job That's what she said
1: Well I mean it's it's optimistic But at the same time the previous Pope John Paul II, he he carried on doing the job For three years after he died (laughs) (laughs) I think the next Pope should be a Muslim (laughs)
0: <laughs> OK, <I mean>, controversial <laughs> viewpoint on Absolute <laughs> Radio this morning. My money is on Peter Codwell-Peyer Turkson.
1: Yes, the, the Ghanaian candidate, yes. the Pope. Who, oh, no, I, I
0: was talking about one of Gwyneth Paltrow's children <laughs> <there. Sorry>. iPod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like confusion. He sounds a little bit high-maintenance, though, doesn't he? Well, he's one of the favourites. He, he's nine to four. He's even older than the last guy. <laughs> 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 he's no Cardinal
1: Mark Uwe, though. <laughs> yes. I wasn't sure how you pronounce his name, the Canadian <laughs> candidate, because I, I, I've been pronouncing it as Mark Oolette, just so oh, that I could you? go, Mark Oulet the dog's out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know that I worry about a Canadian as a Pope. It's a little bit, they're yeah. a bit, be nice to have hey, a, let's get a brewski yeah. and hockey sticks. <laughs> <are> That's <laughs> yeah. not right.
2: Blessed are the peacemakers, eh? Yes, It'd be it's nice exactly. to have an English-speaking Pope, though, wouldn't it?
0: Sounding a little bit racist, <laughs> <laughs> oh um, because we need a proper British
2: Pope
1: <laughs> in the Vatican <laughs> City. We need to get a Britain in the middle of Italy. We should
0: have a
2: British Pope. you know we should we didn't get the World Cup, so let's have the Pope.
0: Oh, it's only fair, standing isn't it? there with a the bulldog maybe <laughs> well,
2: There's nothing wrong with the bulldog <laughs>
0: okay,
1: well, because with the uh, the Ghanaian Turkson is supposed he's the kind of, he might be the first ever black Pope. I quite like, because uh, uh, Ratzinger, Benedict, was, oh, uh, yeah. was known as God's Rottweiler, and mm. we now we may now have a black Pope, and God's Rottweiler and Black Pope are awesome heavy metal band names. <laughs> <laughs> The heavy metal community would have to up their game to match the Vatican City.
0: I do like the idea of it being a sort of Pope Idol competition, oh, nice. though. Yes, it's a good idea, though, because they have a strange system. Do they blow smoke and then someone says, Accepto? I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, I believe that's what happens. It's a very
1: Harry Potter themed.
0: Yeah. Yes, it's very Harry Potter.
2: I, I don't it. remember any scene in Harry Potter when there was a blowback and someone <laughs> <there. laughs> someone said I accept her, It sounds like a house
1: party.
0: Are you going to miss are you going to miss him though, the pope? Well, he well, he was a controversial figure.
1: Yes. Uh it's it's always tricky uh, given his uh, his past. Right. You, don't, you don't really miss the Pope so much, you know. You know, you don't really ever get to know the Pope in the way you don't. I'd, I'd like, to, I'd quite like to see him on Ellen DeGeneres or something, and you get, really get to know him,
0: see him doing some body.
1: He
2: popping. might
0: do the chat show circuit. I'd love it if he did that. He might do Jeremy Kyle.
2: That'd be much better if he did
0: Jeremy Kyle or Oprah. Well, get him on Kyle. She'll
2: go easy on him, just like she went easy on Lance Armstrong. She'll let him weep in a sky blue shirt, and that'll be the end of it. Get him on Kyle. Turn him to shreds. Get lie detectors. <laughs> Plug that man in. If he um, goes
0: on Piers Morgan, though, he will cry.
2: I, yeah. Well, I don't give any more exclusives to Piers Morgan. Don't let that man have the oxygen of air anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, you're not a fan of Piers? Well,
2: uh, I'm a fan of some of my Piers, but not... Nice, but nice.
0: not <laughs> oh, decent pun work but, there. But not
1: of him. No, no, no. I, no? I, I, I want to see the Pope go on I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> I want to see a Bush Tucker
0: trial. Exactly,
2: yeah. Just Let's just absolutely
1: devalue the office of the Pope. <laughs> Well, this wouldn't have happened if Frank was
2: here, I think.
0: I think we can be confident (laughs) of that. Frank, if you're listening, sorry.
3: Absolute, Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
0: Matt, yeah. you were looking through the papers and you started talking about Michelle Collins and I thought I'd been transported back to 1997.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great year. Uh, Michelle Collins, uh, this is weird because we talked about Helen Mirren already and then Michelle Collins, the two of my favourite women, and, <laughs> and I mean that. Um, Michelle Collins' daughter hacked into her Twitter account, mm. pranked her, started tweeting about her saying that she had bad breath. Collins didn't see the funny side of the prank, deleted them all. Yes. Um, and I thought, we, you know, it reminded me of a lot of the childhood pranks that I would play. Obviously, you I didn't s- have Twitter back then. You strike me <laughs> as
0: a bit of a prankster, Matt, if you don't mind me saying. I once gave... I once
2: gave soap as a sweet to a teacher. And she had it on the <laughs> bus wow. yeah, 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 yeah. I chopped soap up into... I, I can remember her name as well. And I oh, remember... Can we she name it I'll tell you why. I, I was drawing a picture of animals in the jungle. This is primary school, right? I didn't know how to draw pecs and she thought I'd drawn a monkey with boobs. <laughs> and, Are we allowed to say that, Daisy? And... Okay. <laughs> Neil... Started laughing and said he's drawn a monkey with boobs. I said I don't. I, I was seven. I didn't even know what pecs were. But I just you, you were that, in a
0: chenty I was just drawing
2: a chest piece. I didn't yeah. know what it was called, and it was a male monkey anyway because mm. I drawn other bits on it. So that was clear. Okay. And then she really laid into me, and I thought right. So I I chopped up a um, a bar of soap. What's <laughs> <laughs> This is the first time I've ever spoken about
1: it. Even my mum does
2: know that. This is like, kind it's
0: like, of like therapy that, for you. That, I laugh, feel
1: like... that laugh you did there made you sound like a monkey with two. <laughs> well.
0: Made you sound a little unhinged. <laughs> yeah. And I warmed to you even I, I, more. I cut this
2: bar of soap into thi- and I told her that it was sweet. So the, like, uh, and I waited like a couple of weeks later and said, Oh miss, I brought some sweets for you. And she said, Oh, ye- that's very kind of you. Did you see you. her eat it? Wow. No, she had it on the bus on the way home. So the following oh, yes. morning she was like, um, I need to have a word with oh, you about oh. the sweet you <gasps> gave me because I started
1: foaming at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there is a fine line between pranking and poisoning someone.
0: Did you say it's not my fault you didn't get your rabies shots?
1: I, I, just, I said, I'm really sorry, miss.
2: You know, I was in a, I was really quite what annoyed. What excuse? I was
0: in a bad place. Yes, you were sorry. seven. <laughs> I, I, I knew,
1: I, knew I, I shouldn't have washed my face with that milky bar. <laughs> but the thing is, she needed to be told.
2: I <laughs> don't like the way you slapped your hand as you said that. that I did oh,
0: something worse than that. Oh, dear. I, I went... Th- oh this is terrible can i say this on commercial radio daisy's gonna have to interrupt if we get taken <laughs> off air by our sponsors but i went to the bathroom in a cup and i gave it to my babysitter mrs Lyon, and i said it was apple juice <gasps> wow <laughs> how old are you um i don't wish to say <laughs> no i was young i was young i was about six i think she knew she knew what was going on old mrs Lyon. you couldn't fool her
1: what did uh, what had made you want to do this well, you drank oh, Just a lot. pure malice, really.
0: <laughs> I didn't even dislike her particularly. But did you do um, phone pranks as well? We used to do phone pranks all the time. Did you call people up from the phone book? Well, funny names. No, we used to ring, for example, we'd ring up John Lewis. This is quite a middle-class prank, I have to say. And we'd say, hello, um, I'd like to take this garment back. I'm not very happy with the service (laughs) on (laughs) it. I know that that was our jackass. That was our version of it. You you
2: unwittingly revamped John Lewis's customer services department in the late 1990s. (laughs) They were incredibly
0: reasonable. They'd always say, "Okay, no problem, bring it in Thursday. And we'd say, "Okay, bye-bye. It was always the walls. (laughs) (laughs) That was the extent of our prank, everyone. <laughs> the deceit,
1: and you kept your receipt.
0: <laughs> Steve, you strike me. Don't take this the wrong way, but you strike uh, me as someone who might have been pranked. Indeed, Matt uh, and uh, I are uh, prankers, aren't we? And definitely. you're the sort of one I'm that would the, have been pranked. The
1: born victim, uh, in so Is many ways. That the fourth
2: instalment of the born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I was well, really <laughs> disappointed by that. He was just a victim. He just stood around being all needy and victim-like. It's getting happy slap. There's Loads of crying. <laughs> just said oh, I'm really depressed, everyone always has a go at me. <laughs> and I don't want that out of Matt Damon. I see him as an action hero. And then his friends texted him and said, You okay Han? <laughs> <laughs> and he cried a bit. <laughs> And then he ate Ben and Jerry's out of a tub.
1: Just ended up with him going, "Why is everyone always picking on me?" <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was the victim continually uh, throughout my childhood. My my favourite tale of uh, embarrassment was there's a <laughs> there's a practical joke that uh, it's a fairly low level practical joke uh, where one of oh. your friends uh, would come up to you and say, uh, "Sorry, you've got a load of up doc." in your hair.
4: What? And it's, well,
1: that's the thing. It sounds oh. worse than it is. So if someone says you've got up in your hair, what you're meant to do is say what's, what's up, up doc. doc? Okay. And then they say... Is, uh, it,
0: are you, is this going to involve a category C swear word? No. OK, no. good. So
1: you say what's up doc and they say I didn't know you were Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Oh, Oh, that's that's the hilarious. So it's a very low level prank. Low level. I was so used. The bar
0: doesn't get any lower than (laughs) that.
1: I, I was so used to being pranked on a more severe scale that I thought updoc was some sort of euphemism for a word I didn't understand. And so I just started to cry.
4: Oh, Steve. Uh, and, so, and, was like going,
1: and was too embarrassed. I didn't want to put my hands through my hair. So I ran off to the toilets, weeping. And I kind of, there's nothing in my hair. What is this, updoc? <laughs> <laughs> I got, getting home that night and said to my mum, Mum, what's up doc? <laughs> <laughs> And then that was how I realised. And so she my, was,
0: in fact, a paediatrician, yeah, wasn't yeah. she? <laughs>
1: she, oh. was, she was the voice. She was Mel Blank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> used to provide the voice of Pugs Bunny.
0: That's <laughs> a really tragic and quite poignant story. Yeah.
1: And So that's why I don't prank, hey.
0: <laughs> no.
1: E- even pun-based low-level <laughs> practical jokes can have devastating consequences.
0: But d- So did you guys not do the phone pranks then in the way that we did all because we did the John Lewis which I talked about earlier the John Lewis phone calls we also um, used to do the BT phone calls where we'd ring up and say hello we're calling up on behalf of BT and it's a new service where we play you a record and we'd play a song down the phone (laughs) we once played the Stray Cat Strut we played Spandau Ballet we played Dexie's Midnight Runners Gino and then it's afterwards, really they'd say, oh, that was nice. And we'd say, no problem. And then my parents said, why well, have you made 170 international <laughs> phone calls? <laughs> Who was being pranked there? But you
1: can say, well, well Dexy, nice. Dexys are at number one.
2: You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. every little bit helps. That's reminded me. I used to prank call 0800 numbers from phone boxes because it was free. <laughs> did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like Cold Seal Windows, Ensley Insurance, all, various other ones. But I used to ring because I could do quite a good cheesy local radio voice.
0: Well, we've already established you're your pretty matchless the accents. I
2: would ring like friend's sisters and tell them that uh, they were on like a local radio station and they were like about to win a holiday to so, like, Ibiza or something like that. Uh, Hi, is Hannah there Hannah, you're live on Twitter <laughs> you're just about to win a holiday for two to Ibiza <laughs> Simply fill in the following word uh, <laughs> Complete the band title Is it West Life West Side or uh, West Husband and they go "Are no, you joking yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not and like, you get a gangster like laughing in the background
0: and stuff like that and they go <laughs> Oh my gosh, West Side <laughs> I you're, no, you know what you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Just cackle <laughs> and hang up. You're, you're <sighs> quite a cruel individual, and I like it. This
3: is Frank
0: Skinner
3: Absolute Radio.
0: Steve, you have been kind of stalking Frank Skinner a bit this week. Yes. You've also been following my movements. Indeed. I,
1: Indeed. I was following your trail, I think, 24 hours after you'd been in the same place.
0: Yes. Would you I, care I to explain it? to the readers?
1: Uh, I, oh, well, on Wednesday night, I went uh, to see uh, to the Soho Theatre to to see David Baddiel performing his new uh, stand-up show, which is a work in progress.
0: This sounds like a police statement. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm not, very I'm nervous. It's <laughs> OK. We're not in the incident room. Don't
1: panic. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> yes. And I believe you and uh, producer Daisy had been there...
2: We've the all very gone
1: earlier night.
0: Matt, have you not gone?
2: I haven't. I didn't realise it was part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
2: sorry,
0: it was in your contract. It was a stick. <laughs> yeah, no, I went as well. I went this week. I enjoyed it enormously.
1: It, it was absolutely great. It was really very funny. It was, it's nice because he, he in, in the show, it's obviously, it's, it's about fame mm. uh, and a discussion of fame. And there are various incidents of confused identity yes. uh, with, with, that he relates with in that show. And I'd never met him. Ne- you never, met David I'd never been, and I was introduced to him for the first time after the show. Wow. Uh, and I was very excited to meet him. He's one yeah, of my ab- absolute, absolute heroes. Uh, I was stood next to him. Uh, and having seen a show in which he discusses fame... Uh, a girl from our own management agency came up to me and said David, I absolutely love the show (laughs) No
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: my god I don't
1: think my beard is quite that grey yet but uh, she was absolutely mortified She
0: then went up to Alan Yentop and said the same thing (laughs) I can't believe this This is an extraordinary revelation If she's listening, it was nice knowing you (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed the gig enormously I have to say But what I liked, and I do like this about David He does deliver on the famous friends front I want that in a friend Yes. I had Jemima Khan there the night I was there. What? Yes, Khan oh, was there. Word. Yes, not Chaka. Jemima. <laughs> Who did you have?
1: Uh, well, I sat with uh, with Josh Widdicombe. Uh, oh, okay. was, uh, not uh, Jemima excellent.
0: Khan, but you know, what can you well, do? He
1: is uh, Josh Widdicombe. Is rumoured to be dating Imran. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've told you to stop reading three a.m.
1: <laughs> but Josh is a, Josh is a lovely. And he's got a very distinctive voice. Josh. That's so mm. always nice.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: uh, well, I ended up going to watch David Baddiel. <laughs> uh, ended up saying it's a Steve Hall.
1: <laughs> Incredible.
2: I <laughs> uh, ended up um, uh, eating Fendus with him.
0: Is this, how, is this how he speaks?
1: This is worryingly how he speaks.
2: It's- oh, yeah, you never. You must have seen Josh Whittaker.
0: I've come across him. I mean, I haven't been intimate with him, <laughs> but, you oh, know, 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 I've met swapping, the man. Ended up swapping paninis with Pat Sharp. Of <laughs> <laughs> he sounds a little bit coogan. Okay, we're oh, going to we're going to come back to David Baddil <laughs> very shortly.
3: Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.
0: We were talking about a gig that both Steve and I had been to this week, which was David Baddil's show. Matt wasn't there.
1: I'd a bath instead. Well you were the the night I think I think
0: An you were Nelly interviewing
1: laugh. Nigel Farage that night. <laughs> I was interviewing Nigel
2: Farage and that's genuine. <laughs> what a lo-
1: great alibi.
2: I love
0: Matt's life. <laughs> it's not Galloway it's Nigel.
1: The Farage buffoon is your barrage balloon if you will. <laughs> oh my word.
0: He's been thinking about that. No, he's given, g- he's genuinely the- not <laughs> ignore
1: the quality admire the speed that's
0: <laughs> You know what I found awkward this week? Um, a lot of things. <laughs> what I found really awkward this week at that particular gig, when you've got a friend, and as two comics, perhaps you can advise me. Again, I make it sound as if I don't regularly work with two comics. <laughs> but when you go... You see, Daisy and I rushed in quite late, and we sat near the front on a little table, and I caught David's eye at one point, and he looked a little bit mortificado when he saw me. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the kind of policy on that? I mean, as a friend, should you not sit near the front...
1: If possible You can usually just say to them As you arrive If they try and sit you in the front uh, Even if I don't know them I'll just go uh, I know them
0: (laughs) Oh that sounds terribly name droppy Especially at a gig about the perils of fame
1: It's tricky if you go to like a really big concert (laughs) If I went to see Morrissey I can't sit near the front I know him The Rolling Stones (laughs) I like my friends have like
2: really nice comfortable seats In their own living room when I'm on stage I don't like them anywhere near the gig Oh, you were no friends allowed. Absolutely no friends, all family.
0: You were a bit of a he kept himself
2: to himself <laughs> type. Oh right? no, yeah, no, I'm no! no. To get a picture. I meet him afterwards, but I don't want him seeing any of that. It didn't freaks you? me out too much because I, th- I just start worrying about it. I think, what, is it- what if I die in front of them, and then they're going to think I'm yeah. a fool that I'm
1: wasting my life? They're going to say, "What yeah. you doing, mate?"
0: Just FYI, yes, we often think <laughs> that. <laughs> when we see our my, uh,
1: <laughs> my mum came to see me at a gig, and she didn't tell me I was opening for Russell Howard at Wembley Arena, and I thought, oh. I thought it was my <gasps> uncle. I thought my oh, that's uncle a big was coming. Steve, it was big When she. I was very relieved she didn't tell me. It was a complete surprise. I got a text from my uncle, who I thought was bringing uh, my aunt. Mm. And he texted, he texted, brilliant gig, your mum loved it. (laughs) 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 Very weird text (laughs) to get from your uncle.
3: This is Frank Skinner,
0: Absolute Radio. You're listening to The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio, but Frank's not here. He's currently in a maximum security prison. Uh, Alan Cochran (laughs) is also not here but my name is Emily Dean I'm standing in for Frank and I'm being ably assisted by Steve Hall and Matt Ford Hello Hello, boys.
2: Good <laughs> <laughs> that really the spot.
0: Matt is a bit of a filthy creep, and I like it. Not
1: <laughs> <a> filthy creep,
2: <laughs> am you
0: can, I? I'm, that's a compliment He's of a the very, highest order from me. All right, it's yeah, a I very know.
1: hygienic creep, are not you? Yes. <laughs> and we have indeed had an email uh, from uh, Matt Henty. Okay, I'm I don't sorry. like. We have
0: had an email. That's really not good news. Frank gets loads. No, he doesn't. He gets about seven. Go on. What have we had? We've had
1: several emails. Some of which are
0: simply too dull to read on air. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, we've had an email uh, uh, comment with matt obviously being a uh New, new to the team. Yeah, I say yes. that this is the fourth time I've ever done it. I say it like <laughs> I'm an old man. Uh, Matt Henty has asked, "Is that Matt Ford on the radio this morning?" Mm-hmm. It sounds like the rotund giggler from Talk Sports.
4: Oh,
1: oh, that was your Batman villain name, the, the rotund giggler. <laughs> uh, I woke up in the night and he was on the radio. I wake up this morning and he's here again. Get Wait. some sleep. He's.
2: Worried we should about your say
0: health. Matt hasn't had. Have you had any sleep, Matt Ford? Well,
2: I've been up for about twenty-six hours.
0: That's like me in 1996. I love it. Yeah, it takes me back.
2: Yeah, but I haven't, uh, I haven't had any partying. How dare right. you suggest I had
0: partying. Are you, you're doing well, though. I feel,
2: I feel it's slightly weird. I mean, it, uh, effectively, I'm torturing myself. Sleep mm. deprivation is a form of torture, or at least an enhanced <laughs> interrogation technique. I think I'm probably going to go well, on the We, with
1: we need to find show. you other radio stations that you can host on, and then by midnight tonight you can go full Sarah Kennedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> midnight tonight, I'll have a career. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you have been looking at the papers for us, haven't you? I have and indeed. you found a story. You got, Matt <laughs> likes his politics.
2: Oh, yeah. Don't we all these days? He loves yeah. his politics.
0: So yours, what did, what were you, you were talking about the health minister, and yeah. I zoned out, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid.
2: <laughs> health Minister Anna Soubry. Uh, yes. The Conservative MP for Brock's Doves, the are Has criticised British workers for eating sandwiches at their desks. She says it's disgusting, and says we have a weird relationship with food. Oh. I don't agree with her. I think it's fine to eat at your desk. I regularly used to eat at my desk. And I'll tell you what, something else. When I used to work in offices, I would use that as a way to woo women. Would Largely you? unsuccessfully. <laughs> I was going to
0: say, how did they find the egg sandwich?
2: Well, I would make sandwiches for girls. Why? I? Oh, no, I like, it's oh, nice, oh, that you sandwich charming. And I'd get like yeah. tomato chutney and I'd get the posh ham. Uh, it's probably horse. And yeah. uh, I, would, <laughs> I, would, I would put spinach in it and I'd get granary bread. And I'd put butter on, not too much. Did you? But just enough. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. A sort of seduction sandwich from Matt Ford. Oh, I'd put all sorts in there. Uh, Guinness whole grain mustard. I really went to town on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I, I,
1: I was unfamiliar with the, the fact that this had been, you know, given an actual phrase. They call it Aldesco, mm. oh. which I. So when I saw that a, they, as a headline, or did they just make that up yeah. in the paper? Well, I thought it when I first saw the headline, I thought it was like a murder, a merger between Aldi and Tesco. <laughs> and, and <sort> of. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, it's disgusting.
2: I don't
0: think I quite like it. I, I think like to it see is disgusting, eating. and I'll tell you for why, oh. because. No, I don't like it. I have certain rules about this. I say a salad or a bread-based snack is acceptable, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to start putting uh, an old cauliflower soup or chicken korma in the microwave, I won't won't have it. I don't like smelly food. I love smelly food. Well, so, we're never going to get along, are we? You're
1: saying you can't <laughs> have a bite of it, but well, it's, it's a free. Sleep. Well, it's, I think there is. A, there's obviously levels of what you should eat, eat at your desk. You're not going to have a hog roast.
0: <laughs> also, at the I, desk.
1: I found that out to my. To my <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: eat privately. I don't want to witness your mastication. Absolute, absolute,
3: absolute, radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
0: We're talking about public eating. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Matt seems all over it. Yeah. My worst thing is people eating on the tube. I once saw a man get out an entire cooked chicken and start ripping it. I mean, it was like Henry VIII, which what, is a good... it off?
4: <laughs>
0: no, <You> stink! He... <laughs> he was laying into it. He just... I thought it was really odd. He was tearing it apart, and he was... Yeah, he ate it like it was a Sunday roast. It was really strange. I don't like eating on the tube. I think that's unacceptable, a super nanny would say. <laughs>
2: I think it's fine to eat anywhere. I like watching people eat. I like hearing about people's stories of their food. I sort of live through them in that moment. I think, oh, I wish I was you tasting all that meat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, I'm really on their side. I really... Goodness, goodness with, me. Good for you for getting some fries and getting a burger with it. And thanks mm. for letting me have a smell. I, I, I enjoy the sort of... The, You're probably a more moment. generous spirit than me, mm. I would have thought. Yes, th- th- I think that's coming across. <gasps> <But it's-
1: Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting that Health Minister Anna Subri is quite yes. so aggressive. To, to, to describe eating a sandwich as disgusting, that <laughs> is quite, that's quite heavy. And she's, to, to say we've got a weird relationship with food yeah. implies I don't know what the people at the desks are doing where she works. But it's <laughs> yes. like, not a weird relationship. It's just, it's just, you know, we work busy lives. We're in an economic crisis. You want to keep your job. I, I used to take a 15-minute lunch mm. uh, when I was a temp. Just so that I could put 45 minutes extra on my timesheet.
0: Well, yes, uh, there is the yeah. thing where she is a bit of another age because, really, people people don't get time for a long lunch now. You see, what did people do in the 70s, really, in offices? You sent one telex and you talked to your friends. Yeah. That was a working day, really.
2: <laughs> they're in the pub by half ten in the morning.
0: No, that's you, Matt Ford.
2: Oh, <laughs> in the 70s, they all had sideburns and kipper ties. They all had beer guts, smoked fags and still played football. It was a glorious era and I'm ashamed I was born in the 80s. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Those were good
0: days, I have to say. (laughs) Have we heard from the outside world at all? Uh, We
1: have indeed uh, had an email. This is based on something I believe you were discussing last week. Yes. uh, About uh, Frank's interview technique. Uh, And Mark Campbell... I'm happy uh... to talk
0: about Frank's interviewing (laughs) technique for
1: hours. Uh, Mark Campbell is determined to uh, set the record straight. He said, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, I feel I must leap to Frank's defence after his self-effacing comments about his technique interviewing. Uh, He was simply ahead of his time. That combination of comedy and interview has made lookalike Graham Norton famous. (laughs) Now that celebs are used to it, they laugh and join in instead of being precious he, he goes on also i must thank emily for her ejaculations uh, someone oh. who can do that uh, of uh, uh, oh frank uh, it makes my day <laughs> and i suspect frank's as well so what a lovely thing
0: well it, frank's not here to bask in this praise but i agree wholeheartedly he was ahead of his time however don't rush to thank me for my ejaculations because frank actually chastised me for overuse of it last week he did I said, uh, oh. I said, Frank. I, I, I overuse it. It's my fault. It's my catchphrase, and it happens to be his name. What can <laughs> yeah. I do? I'm sorry about that. But no, that's that's a nice little tribute that yeah. paid to nice there, Peyton. that's a nice
1: thing because, of course, now Matt, you do some interviews. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I do them live in the flesh. These, uh, these have, you, political have you had any tricky ones? So you did Farage I on did Wednesday.
2: Farage. What I've learned about Nigel Farage is that he never sounds. Uh, he never wavers. He's always very definite. So, what I would demonstrate—I can't do the voice very well, but I can mm. do the sort of formula of Nigel Farage on any issue. So, if you give me something trivial and not political, I would almost—I can almost say what Nigel Farage would say on it. Anything, just oh, to- yeah. so. What's your opinion on crisps? Uh, Chris, well, for starters, there's too many flavours. Uh, and I think uh, back in the day when it was cheese and onion and salt and vinegar and ready salted, things were fine. Uh, and we were prepared to have a certain amount of variety. But we're living in an age now of pickled onion munch the munch of nice and spicy knickknacks, And frankly, it's gone too far.
0: <laughs> Nigel, I don't want to go out with you anymore.
2: Well, that's your opinion. And in four years' time, you'll be able to voice it. But until then, I'm afraid you're locked in.
0: Absolute. absolute Absolute. radio
3: frank skinner on absolute radio
0: boys i had one of my incidents recently i need to discuss it with you it involved a wedding a bus driver and some five inch heels (sighs) do you want me to read on Uh, carry on good um it's not sexy time don't get excited (laughs) it actually involves me getting a bus I decided, I'd left this wedding it was a really nice, you know a sort of Richard Curtis type wedding, everything was was right about it, it was lovely, it was my friend Charlie there was some lovely people a lot of nice men as well charming men, Um, I'll tell you about that after the show, (laughs) and a few (laughs) camparis, I'm not going to (laughs) lie so I decided in my somewhat inebriated state I thought I'll go and grab a cab there were no cabs to be had, it was a bit 28 days later out there (laughs) so I thought, I'm going to get a bus I'm going to get on a bus. It was a bit like when Fergie decides to get a bus or something. I got on a bus and do you know what? As I got on, I spoke to the driver and I looked at my heels and there was only me and an old lady in the back. And I thought, I don't want to walk to my house. It stops too far from my house. So I said to the bus driver, excuse me, do you mind dropping me home? (laughs) And he looked a bit shocked. He said, what? I said, Well I said, I hope you don't mind, but I've got these heels, and I'm a bit uncomfortable <laughs> and I've had a few to drink. I said, I really don't want to walk home. Do you do you mind dropping me out right outside my house? It's not much of a diversion. And he went, Okay. <laughs>
4: That's fabulous. Okay
0: <laughs> actually agreed to it. But he didn't do it in a flirty way. He wasn't saying, Okay, love. He just said really grudgingly, Okay then, where do you need to go? And then he did. Oh, that's brilliant. He that, did He did a little right. I said, do a left here. I directed him. I said, look, there's only one. He said, oh, what about the other passenger? I said, there's one old lady. She doesn't know what's going on. Let's be honest. <laughs> she was feeling no pain, that old lady. That's so great. he dropped me right outside my front door. And yeah, how
2: awesome much of a right. diversion is that?
0: Um, I'd say it's about a street and a half away. How's he I that's said... Cool. Nice. That's, that's the point
1: of the, the chivalry meeting the Oyster card. That <laughs> thing, the
0: <nice laughs> I didn't know what to say at the end. And because it was sort of still festive season, well, it wasn't really, it was January, but I said, um, "I said happy holidays. That was quite a strange <laughs> sign-off. I thought, I don't know why I said that. So, basically, I would like to report that driver to the London Transport Authorities, because I think that was irresponsible, and he diverted from the prescribed route. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Thank you very much. Whoever that driver is, he was my knight in shining armour. Don't what, you think uh, that's what nice? Set, what
2: number bus was it? Night bus in shining armour.
0: It was... Oh, nice. lovely! <laughs> Uh, it was, oh, I don't know the name of the buses. I think it was the W5 or something. There you uh,
1: go. Oh, yeah,
2: I know, yes. That, that, yes, the North Another London one, one yes. <laughs> the one that stops outside that lady's house. <laughs> <laughs> the lady who lives at the bus depot.
0: <laughs> Keeps thinking she's
2: getting a special detour. <laughs> Sleeps in her heels.
0: I did start to think. Uh, for one minute, I just thought you could just try that on all the time, every time you got on a bus. If it was empty enough, and it's not p- putting them to much trouble, really, is it?
1: Well, it, it's it's worth a shot. I think you're more likely to get if if me or Matt were to go. All right, mate. <laughs> I'm a bit I'm a bit tired. <laughs> Drop us off in Nottingham, mate.
0: <laughs> well, you never know. It's worth it's worth trying out. Why not? But I think it was nice as well that he d- he wasn't flirty at all. He wasn't remotely flirty because he's
2: a bus driver. Right? He just gets abuse all the time. He, that's why he has to li- live behind perspex.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah.
2: Cabbies are a little bit more. Friendly, because the problem is with cabbies. They think it's personal. They think sometimes I think you're getting in their cab because you've chosen them.
0: Oh, and do they you think, think so? Oh,
2: well, she mustn't because she got in a better my car. You
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> mind <laughs> you, if bus drivers thought like that, they
0: would I love the pull... of the cab. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I have, ever since I started doing this Trafalgar Square route, I've been getting so lucky. <laughs>
2: but then bus drivers would be even more, wouldn't they? If that was the logic, they'd think, "Crikey, I'm pulling like a hundred people a
0: day." Yes, this is true. <laughs> it's a good place to meet people on a bus. Isn't it? Have you ever been chatted up on a bus? Um, no. That's the only <laughs> thing that counts being chatted up. Well, as you your next line, do you want to be? <laughs>
1: okay. Do you want to get the bus? <laughs> <laughs> I got propositioned on a night bus once. What by happened? By a very drunk homeless man. <laughs> <It> was, uh, <laughs>
2: what was the proposition?
1: What uh, did he, he say? He basically Would you fancy uh, <laughs> coming off for a drink somewhere? Oh. And I'll be honest, there were lonely days. I was very tempted. <laughs> <laughs> He sounds like a lovely bloke. Absolute, Absolute, Absolute
3: Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
0: Steve, uh, Have we, we heard from our readers? We have
1: indeed. We've got a text from 761 uh, on the subject of uh, Aldesco uh, eating, and indeed uh, eating on public transport. Uh, uh, Apples or crisps on any public transport do wind me up to homicidal proportions. And that's from, uh, when well, she signed off as of Sarah Brighton. I presume that's not Sarah oh. Brightman. Oh, I it's hope not. it is. Lloyd Webber's <laughs> second wife, uh... But uh, I, I can relate to that. Crisps next to your ear on public transport can be very frustrating.
0: See, I don't mind that. It's the hot <laughs> food I have issues with. I, I don't mind the cold snack. I think that's fair enough. Live and let live, I say. <laughs> um, I, I, I Live and let live, I never say. I rarely say. <laughs> Uh, we've also had a tweet from Simon Thake, who was talking... This is a kind of childhood prank slash food-based tweet. He says, I once flushed the Builder's sandwiches down the toilet, hashtag middle-class pranks, hashtag nasty little brat. Oh! Do you think that's mean? I think it's bang out of order.
2: <laughs> I think it's sabotage. I think that should be, a, I think that should be an arrestable offence.
0: I like that, and I like that you sound a little bit like Alan Partridge when you say <laughs> that.
2: Well, don't get me started. Mm. Uh, that is an arrestable offence. Uh, in 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 all honesty, and you should be prosecuted.
1: <laughs> Matt genuinely was a, an Alan Partridge impersonator. I was an Alan Partridge it. tribute act for many years.
0: Were you? How did you find that? Um,
1: it came quite naturally.
0: Oh, did it? oh that's so
1: <laughs> good. And I, I'm very distantly related to Steve Coogan, but you've uh, never met him. I really? Yeah, I've mm. never actually met him because I, I didn't What's want to the... use the family connection. It's through our old uh, the old Catholic Irish connections. Uh, so, oh, so he's something the old like my, se- my second cousin twice removed or something like that but he had a cousin the excellent actor Aidan McArdle right. uh, is is my cousin oh, and, uh, I'm
0: unfamiliar with his work that's <laughs> awkward I used to be an
2: Aidan
1: McArdle
0: tribute <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he got more work than Aidan McArdle Aidan played uh, <laughs> Dudley Moore in the, um, uh, when Reese Iffens played Peter Cook
0: in oh, the, is that right? of the
1: of their relationship
0: oh, I still haven't heard of him That's yeah, even more still, awkward still, still got <laughs> nothing
2: on that Did he eat on public transport? Yeah. Never. We can use it then. Damn it. it. He's very well behaved. I've had a text here from uh, Fahrenheit 451 says, all my books have been burned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that literary reference. (laughs) Mike also tweeted and said, uh, differing views on Aldesco lunches are very interesting. Uh, Please bring back luncheon at the club. I like the sound of that, Mike. Mike Yarwood or something Living maybe at that the is club. a nice seventies yeah. man. Launching well, at the club mm. sounds like
1: a nineteen seventies fifty cent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like him. Oh, excellent work. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about Maradona. Oh yes, well he's in the news, isn't he? You're sort of our, you are a football correspondent
2: this morning, Matt Ford. Oh, that's fine by me. Mm. Um, Shall I do it in a football reporter kind of voice? Why not? Go for it. You can have uh, Jim White of mm. Deadline Day fame. <laughs> or John Motson of Match of the Day fame. Oh, I'm
0: I'm a bit of a purist. I'm a Motson purist. Yeah,
2: let's keep it real. Mm. Uh, uh, Diego Maradona <laughs> has come a father again for the fifth time uh, and has named his son uh, after himself. Diego Fernando Maradona was born on February the 13th at 11:57, uh, and it weighs in at seven pounds. Both mother and baby are doing well, Trevor.
0: I like that, uh, I like my role as Trevor in this as well, thank you very much. No, it's rather strange. He's taken a rather strange decision, Maradona. He's named his child after himself, hasn't he? It's
2: vain, isn't it? Do you think it's vain? Well, I suppose the child uh, is, is quite a good dribbler. (laughs)
0: a little bit of material i like it but you know that's not as bad george foreman apparently he of grill and hitting men fame he um named his five sons after himself he's got george jr george the third george the fourth george the (laughs) fifth this is honestly true and uh george the sixth i believe as well
2: wow I mean, yeah. he named five children and about a million grills after
1: himself. <laughs> Is there nothing this man won't name? I He's know. just very forgetful because well, of all the boxing. We... <laughs> he just he doesn't want to take any risks.
0: <laughs> we haven't even got to George Michael yet.
1: On the subject of uh, fathers arrogantly calling their children uh, after themselves, uh, Clinton Crawley, 590.
0: Are you referring to my father, Emil Heskey? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a lovely image you've just created in my head. Yeah. Me. He's a... Uh... Yes, well, I, I think he would be a good father.
0: Do you? I, I worry about his goal celebration, though. That All that DJ stuff. I don't like it very much.
2: Well, it shows you can multitask. Oh. Got a creative side.
0: Do you know, you're right, Matt Ford. they don't, don't know, do know what tried... sort
1: of music he's playing. It could be Mozart. <laughs> Quite likely if he tried to bottle feed you, he'd miss your mouth as well.
0: <laughs> really you had to put him down.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Clinton... No one puts
0: Hesky in the corner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Heskey never puts it in the top corner. No. So, um, uh, Clinton Crawley five ninety has texted uh, with further information about George Foreman. George Foreman also has a daughter named Georgette.
0: Oh, that's excellent! That's splendid. Work. Matt Forger wincing slightly. That's
2: horrible. It sounds like a it sounds like a rare veg.
0: Yeah. Well, if oh, you I've were to, uh, some it, sounds like it, you it sounds like it. You should it. Sounds a bit like a hygiene product. I have to be honest. Mention it to Mr. Foreman.
1: Wipe. Get in touch with Mr. Foreman. I imagine what he'll my old say, boss. Oh, I, I see. Ma- I imagine he'll say Jena, Georgette, Rianne. <laughs> I think that's rank.
2: Um, <laughs> but just, uh, oh yeah. But by the, apparently Diego has uh, named his daughter Diego. So there you go. Yeah. Sounds like a letter Di- to. Uh, yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. like yeah. a letter to a neighbour he doesn't like. Yeah. Shrim <laughs> in Sussex says uh, Emily and Posey, which I think she means Posse. Or a even me, really? unless she well, thinks no, I- one of us
1: is being particularly coquettish
2: <laughs> in our, in our <laughs> no, presentation. No, I, I
0: permanently carry a Posey in a sort of Miss Havisham stance. <laughs> that's what that's a reference to. So Emily and Posy, yeah? It says, when I was
2: little, me and a friend would stand opposite each other on a busy road and then suddenly take the strain on an imaginary rope stretched across the road. Car drivers' faces were hilarious as they slammed on the brakes, loving the show Trev in Sussex.
0: Oh, and he lived to tell the tale as well. so Indeed. I'm glad that story had a happy ending. After those childhood pranks, could have gone horribly wrong. I oh, know. There's, I mean,
2: the problem is, is that I'm worried about those suspensions on those cars. Are you? And the brakes.
1: Mm. No one ever thinks about the brakes.
2: <laughs> but the, the wear and tear on those tires and on the and on the on the brake fluid. Yeah. yeah it might not, it's, it's one of those pranks that's a oh, real slow to, burner. I'd love to. Oh. <laughs> you know, they'll they'll get that three months later when they're in the yeah. garage. They go yeah. oh.
0: I like that you worry about the brake fluid, though. I'd like to go on a date with Matt Ford. You worry about the brake fluid. <laughs> that I've put in your drink. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the first time,
1: I'm sure. Uh, we've had another email uh, from uh, Martin Husband, uh, uh, oh. who is, has written, uh, to the goddess of the airwaves and her male underlings. Oh, Thanks for making Saturday. He's Saturdays. certainly,
0: certainly going to be my husband he's after strong, this. Oh, all
1: right. <laughs> Thank to the goddess of the oars and her mail underlings. Thanks for making Saturdays great here in France. The oh. radio here is
0: bleep. Uh, any chance of Frank being away next week? Oh no, don't say that. Also, we're not, firstly, we're not allowed to read praise out. Frank's going to go mental. He's actually he's going to go postal. He's going to go one worse than word. <laughs> really, I can't apologise enough, Frank, for that. I read praise and and it was negative about you. So I'm you know I'm going to go Benedict. I'm walking. I've <laughs> <Frank. laughs> got to. I've got no choice. Anything else have we heard from the outside uh, world?
1: We've had uh, we've had one other text in uh, again on the subject of uh, parenting. Mm. Uh, Graham five two nine has pointed out that John Lennon called his sons John Julian and Sean, which is Irish for John. So he's mm. called both his sons John.
0: So he was kind of vain in a little bit more of a discreet yeah. way.
1: Who, who would have thought that John Lennon was a bit arrogant? That's A, <laughs> a, a thing we never
0: knew about. I <laughs> thought
1: he could cure w-
2: wars by staying in bed.
0: Well, there you go. Oh, I mean, that's 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 what sa-
2: oh that sounds... do so I sounded so arrogant. No, but
0: that's, so, that's so, so. what Frank's trying to do right now, so don't <laughs> knock it. <laughs> absolute, absolute,
3: Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
2: Ryan Gosling has been filming a film called Lars and the Real oh, can Girl. Can
0: you warn me if you're going to say words like Ryan Gosling? Because it makes <laughs> me go a little bit funny. See, I don't
2: I don't think he's that attractive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he... What? Whoa.
0: FYI, Whoa. he's not for you.
2: Where's, he's no Richard Bryars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he spent a whole day filming a scene where he's knitting with some old ladies, and an in, in an interview said it was therapeutic, and that if he
0: had a perfect day, he'd spend it knitting. Can I say, that's very specialist interest magazine, Ryan Gosling <laughs> knitting with old ladies. I like the sound of it. It's like a Shreddy's advert.
2: Mm. I, I don't I don't think I don't, well, that wouldn't be my perfect day. I already know what my perfect day is, and when I read that article I knew straight away. I'd wake up at around 10am, the sun would be... Coming through the window, but not too much to give you a headache, just sort of lightly uh, touching the face. The phone rings, it's Tony Blair. He says, "Uh, Fordy, I'm down the pub, I've already got you a pint in, can you get down here? Uh, uh, The Forest game is on early. I get down there, he says, I'm only joking, I've got tickets to the game. We go to the game, Forest beat Derby (laughs) 10 0. They have to play another game in the afternoon where they beat Manchester United, where all trophies are on the line and they become the undisputed uh, greatest team in the world. As we're on the way out, Noel Gallagher goes, I didn't know you two legends were coming to the game (laughs) today. All right, Noel, he goes, let's go for a We go for a few beers. Liam comes in and goes, No, we need to talk. Mm. I think we need to make music together. He says, Not without these pair. And then (laughs) I'm on drums, Blair's on bass, and that's the new lineup of Oasis. The clock strikes midnight, and that's the end.
0: Matt? I think you need to put a bit more thought yeah, into your yeah, perfect yeah. day. <laughs> what? You need to plan a bit more.
2: What Come talking on. About? All right, OK, OK. Well, uh, <laughs> Liam and I'll say, yes, 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 Oasis are back together. And then uh, after that, they say, oh, look, that new Greg's has opened. So you go into the Greg's. you have a steak bake, and the guy goes, oh, I like this steak bake so much, I'm going to name it after you. So then it, mm. it becomes known as the Matt Ford Slice.
0: <laughs> he knows what he wants, this character, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. I mean, I my my perfect day, yeah. can I just say would begin with the words, two tickets to Hampton Court, please. (sighs) Because I'm a huge fan of Henry VIII. I don't know if you're aware of this. Oh, no, but I've been to Hampton Court Palace. It's amazing. Oh, have you? Oh, we could go together, Matt. Yeah, all right, yeah. Oh, Oh, I'm really excited about that. Um, But can we go in the maze? Definitely. No funny business, though. I don't want no filthy creeps in the maze. (laughs) Oh, there'll be no funny business. Haven't you seen my act? Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We need to make this, so we can combine the two. Mm. Get you both down Hampton Court. Yeah. And then get get, get Noel to be in the centre of the maze. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a steak bake waiting oh. for you.
0: <gasps> can I have, for me, well, if you've got Noel, I'm going to have to have Vince Cable. He's my shouldn't but would, by the way, Vince Cable. <laughs> oh, man, it's all gone wrong already before it started. Do you, do you have a
2: political shouldn't but would? Um, Glenda Nadine, Jackson for me. Uh, Nadine Dorris. That is just my should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was just your did <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the perfect day goes horribly wrong at the last second this steak makes it. hello Nadine oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> can we have a packed lunch as well yes. I'm back in Hampton Court now proper I'm not old fashioned though like
2: cucumber sandwiches and stuff oh
0: like lovely Matt and no chives though that's my only stipulation is no chives I don't get along with chives I don't think I've ever had them you know what? This is all. This <laughs> is all looking good. He's ne- never had them. I don't like them. Who needs Ryan Gosling in his knitting? Exactly. Gosling's out. 40 Gosling, in, if you're listening, <laughs> sod off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's allowed to say that. Are we going to be taken off? On- okay, well, sod back. Sod okay. back. Not <laughs> again. What's your perfect days?
1: Well, I, mine is pathetic. It's, it's driving anywhere with my wife. How about that for a romantic thing? We, we do these long drives in Australia. My wife's Australian, mm. uh, and I can't drive, so she has to drive everywhere. <laughs> nice. That's one of the reasons it's perfect, is I don't have to do anything. <laughs> but most of our long drives consist of me singing Johnny Cash at her uh, to, so to take her mind off how desperately she needs a wee. God, she's a lucky woman. So... Uh, Th- it was quite tricky. Oh, she really needed the toilet.
0: sweet to- and romantic. She Steve. really
1: needed the toilet, and I sang Ring of Fire at her, which is probably not a good idea. <laughs> How has the water, Mama? Five you <laughs> <own resin. laughs> but th- My perfect day would include that, but it would also include a recreation of the time when I was eight years old and I scored from a corner. Oh! The, the most. the purest water. moment of happiness I've Matt- ever experienced.
0: I like it that Matt Ford's making it a little bit laddie in here. Oh, yeah. I quite like that in I haven't him.
1: even seen that goal, but I know it was a I classic. Scored for I could bo- see
0: it in my own I mind. I scored for
1: Borehamwood Youth. Which these days sounds Great more fun. like a far right movement than a football club. <laughs> yeah.
0: Boys, I can think of no better height on which to end this show. Can I thank you so much, boys? Thanks to my board. Thanks thank to Steve you. All. You've been amazing. Frank should be back next week. God willing.
1: If the creeks don't rise, etc. Thank back.
0: you for keeping us company this morning. And it's been lovely knowing you. I'll be seeing you. This
3: is Frank Skinner. Absolutely.